Welcome to Lioness Queen Podcast, where we empower and encourage separated and or divorced women on ways to move forward in their purpose and realize God's love will catapult them to greatness. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, creator and founder of Lioness Queen. Welcome back. You know, I always like to start with the quote, and I found this quote from Pinterest, which is like my favorite little place to look, right? Um, and the little organization that I get a lot of my affirmations and, and quotes from is called NGLP Designs. And this quote that I found, it says, if you feel like you're losing everything, remember that trees lose their leaves every year and still stand tall waiting for better days to come. Mm. So there are a few things that kind of stood out to me when I read this quote that I really like. Um, One, it relates to losing something. But the quote says, if you feel like you're losing everything. So it's not really you're losing everything, but that's how you feel. So um, it relates to your feelings It relates to how your mind processes a loss and the way it processes it is to the extreme. Um, It relates to the strength of a tree um, and how a tree loses something every year, their leaves. And it also refers to standing tall and better days are to come. So I really like this quote, but the quote kind of reminded me of Jeremiah 17, 8. And I don't know if you're familiar with this quote, but I mean with this scripture, um, but let me read it for you. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So today, um, I kind of want to, I don't really want to focus on the quote. I kind of want to focus on the scripture, but both of them really are kind of the same, the same thing. And um, when you look at the scripture, Um, God wants to compare our life with the life of a tree. And interesting enough, I was researching about trees. um, And what I found is trees have some type of inner mechanism that gives them the ability to measure the amount of darkness exposure it receives. (laughs) And measures how, how much cold it has endured in order to adapt to the changes. So God created trees to have this inner ability to stand and withstand seasons in their life. So if a tree, if God created trees to have that capability, he's also created within us something we have an inner mechanism and that's the holy ghost right and so we also should be able to measure and uh, process and be careful and guarded what we allow in our space what we allow in our mind what we allow in our eat what we hear and what we see because those things can be detrimental to our spiritual well-being 
and and according to the scripture um if we go back to it god wants us to be like trees right um but no matter the heat exposure no matter the challenges no matter the problems no matter the storms no matter the separational divorce that came up in our lives we still can bear fruit we still can grow amen but in the same regard we have to realize that god created time for different things he created um you know changes and seasons to happen in our life but trees have an inner mechanism to help them during the season so i'm gonna go over that i'm gonna gonna talk about that a little later but you know the thing about us lioness queens is when we experience the separation or divorce the first thing that we think about is why did this happen to me? Why did God allow this to happen? You know, um, and really it's not about why, because seasons change, things change, people change, right? There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. There's a time for all of these things that God has created and he created it before the foundation of the world, right? So, what do the trees do when the seasons change and sometimes the seasons are worse than others so like for us sometimes we experience um different things worse than other times right but god infused in the tree an inner mechanism and there's almost like a gauge like god put a gauge in the tree so the the gauge knows in the tree that in this season I'm right now right I'm not I'm in right now is only temporary this season I'm in right now is only temporary and it's only for a season that means it has a beginning date and it has an ending date did you did you know that did you think about think about that thing right so what do you do when life changes hmm man like what what did you do when your ex-husband said you know i don't want to be married anymore i want a separation i think we need space i'm ready to for divorce i don't want you anymore i found somebody else what do you do what do you do and so if we go back to the scripture man this is a powerful scripture yeah (sighs) the next part is the part that i really love Because it talks about being planted by water so that its roots, its roots by the stream, or I would say there's a continuous flow from the water to the roots, right? So this is all about being constantly connected to the Lord. I found this article as I was researching it about trees from SF Gate, which is, it's just an online source for news and entertainment related to anything that happens in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And for some reason, I don't know why they had this article that they did about the best trees to plant on a riverbank. And so um, this article, it details a lot of different things it talks about. 
um, the benefits from the tallest tree, the widest tree, the biggest tree, all the way down to the smallest tree, right? And um, I mean, it gave a lot of details in how to sustain a tree by a riverbank. But really, what caught my eye was an article talking about the importance of a native species that has a good root system. Hmm. A native species that has a good root system. So when I saw that, this is what God was speaking to me. He said, native species is connected to you being created in God's image. Which is, which is connected to Genesis 1.27, right? We are created in God's image, right? And so if we're created in his image, then we are that, that native species. And because we are that native species, we must, we must have a good root system, which means I must stay connected to God. He created me in his image, but he created me so that we can have relationship and be connected to him. So when I stay connected, just like the roots from the tree draw their nutrients and minerals from the living water, they draw life from the water to sustain itself (laughs) from the changes in the seasons. Amen. It's like the tree trusts the water to sustain it, to keep it in the cold nights, to keep it in the rainy nights, to keep it in the dark times. Do you trust the water, Linus Queens? Do you trust God enough to accept the season that you're in? You know, Jeremiah wrote this scripture And really the message, it was a message of hope and a promise of restoration to Judah to encourage them to put, you need to put your faith and all of your trust in God. Because there was a lot of foolishness going on, right? During that time that he, when he wrote this message. Um, But the importance is we as lioness queens must draw our nutrients and minerals from the living water. John 7, 38 says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. God is our living water. He has all the nutrients you need to stand, no matter the change, no matter the season, no matter the storm, no matter what your ex did, didn't do, what mama didn't do, what daddy didn't do, what nobody did because of your connection and total reliance. And because of that, it will help you sustain in times of distress. Now, I don't know about you, but for myself, when I was in distress, when it was the thickest, when I felt like I was in the darkest moments in my life, you don't know what to think. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. You don't know who to talk to. You don't even know how to pray. You're like in this twilight zone. You're going to work because you know you got to feed yourself. If you don't work, you don't eat. You know you got to take care of your children. I had to take care of my son. 
I, I, I went to church, but it was almost like I was in a twilight zone. I was going through the motions, but I wasn't, I wasn't mentally and spiritually there. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I'm sure you have because it is an experience. But Romans 8.26 is what helped guide me to an understanding. And 820, Romans 8.26 says that the Holy Spirit will intercede for us when we do not have the words to pray. So there were times I didn't know what to say. I didn't even know what to pray for. You know, I you know, I do not know about you. But I didn't even know what to ask at that point. It got to a point where it's like God, I don't even know what to ask for. I I wrote things down in my journal. I made it plain. I told you what I wanted. I told you the desires of my heart. You know, I asked you to restore my marriage. I asked you, these are the list of things, God, that I would like for you to do in my husband. These are the list of things, God, that I wanted you to do in my marriage. You know, I I listed things. I made it plain. I prayed. I interceded. I spoke in tongues. I did all that. But I didn't see any change. I didn't see any movement. I didn't see any improvement. I didn't even see, I mean, interestingly enough, for my situation, I don't even know about yours, but I gave someone 25 years of my life and not once did they ever say they missed me. Not once did they ever say they missed us as a family. Not once did they ever say that they missed us being together. And so I didn't see any, I didn't, there was nothing physically I could really see that God was moving, that God was changing some things, that God was, you know, orchestrating some things in the background. I didn't see it. I got stuck, you know, and, and when you get stuck, you just don't know what to do. And so it's so interesting how when you're in your biggest test of your life, the teacher doesn't tell you the answers. He doesn't even talk to you. The silence is so great when you are in a test. But that's not how you process it, right? You, you, We don't process it that way. We process it as his silence means that like you just, God is just going to allow this thing to happen, roll out. And I got to deal with it. That's kind of That's kind of how I processed it. I don't know about you, but you know, I like to keep things real and that I I was in that point. Um, I was in a point in my life where that's kind of how I felt. That was my perspective, you know? And so then what we try to do is we try to uh, substitute, right? We try to substitute what was missing in our life with other things. And we try to rely and depend on other things, but really what it what it does is it allows your mind to start to wonder it allows your mind to start to think negative it allows your mind to start thinking all of these thoughts assumptions false narratives you start to believe the lies that the enemy are throwing and suggesting your way you know and it what it does is it takes you down this downward spiral you know um, it takes you down this spiral that you don't want to go in, you know, because once you go in, it's hard to get back out of because you get stuck. But God's silence 
doesn't mean that he isn't still working. Amen. You know, God wanted me to stand tall as a tree. I just didn't know how. But the thing about this scripture that I love is that a tree doesn't have to do anything. (laughs) You know, a tree just has to stand. Because the, what the Lord wants, if we're going to be like a tree, he wants us to absorb life from him. He doesn't want us getting life from other things. He doesn't want us substituting him for other things. There's only one life source, and that is God. Now, one big problem with a lot of women, including myself, we easily put our husbands on a pedestal, right? Right? We put them up on a pedestal and they become our life source. We also do that for our children too. Uh, But people don't want to admit that part, right? But we do that with our children too. We put them up on a pedestal. When really we're supposed to give them over to the Lord and God has to be our source, you know? So what we do is we we make excuses, which I've kind of talked about that before, especially as it relates to our role, you know? So this is my husband. I have to give him attention. I have to give him time. I have to cook. I have to do boo, boo, boo. I have to be devoted to him, right? And in the process, we lose ourselves and we lose our focus. We stop focusing on God, you know, as much as we used to, because all of our attention is placed on him or the children or them, right? So instead of the marriage being a real marriage, it becomes more of a duty relationship, not a spirit-filled marriage, right? So I don't know about you, but I felt um, fulfilling my duties as a wife, it felt mundane. It felt routine like it didn't really feel like you know a relationship or a marriage the way God instructed it and and laid it out to be you know and it's so easy for us to lose our focus um it's so easy to do but you have to consciously I mean literally consciously focus on the Lord amen You know, it's so easy for us to validate the things that we do um, in our roles. But, you know, God understands our roles. God understands all of that. But all he's asking is for us to put him first, no matter what. Don't stop going to church. Don't, don't, Don't forsake the assembly of other believers because we need to be encouraged. We need to be supported. We need other people to, to, to build us up. That's how we grow. That's how we connect. We need to study our word because the word of God is a blueprint for how we are to live, how we are to love, how we are to mirror who we were created after. Amen. You know, even in a marriage, you know, your first ministry is that marriage. It is that covenant. But we don't see it in that regard, unfortunately. And many of us don't put God in the center. And so if we keep him in the center, then it's then it's easy for us to not lose our focus and not get overwhelmed. But he must stay in the center. Now, the one thing I realized, you know, hindsight, right, um, was that even when I didn't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit was always praying for me. 
He, if he is praying for me when I can't do it, then I will be able to stand like a tree. But I must let go and let God and let him work everything out. I think, you know, what's hard for us, Lioness Queens, is that we always want to be in control. Even though we're the helpmate, we still like controlling things, right? And so what God is doing in our lives, especially um, what he's doing now, we have to let go. If God is going to allow the separation, we got to let it go. If God is going to allow the divorce, we have to let it go. You know, um, when we have to trust in not knowing what God is doing and when we're feeling overwhelmed, you know, we got to let go and let God. All he wants us to do is to stand. Right. He wants us to saturate ourselves in his presence. If we're supposed to be like a tree, it is totally dependent on the water to help it to grow. It's totally dependent on the water. God is not asking the tree to talk. He's not asking the tree to pray. He's not asking the tree to move. He's all the God is asking that tree to do is stand. All God is asking that tree to do is trust and absorb life from his living water. Amen. And so it's time to grow Linus Queens. It's time. You know, you we must allow God to do whatever he's going to do, no matter what. And it can be a fearful thing. Like I... I've been in that space, in that place. And it's really a hard pill to swallow when you love being married. And you really love being married to this person. But when God decides to close a door in your life, we have to stand like the tree and trust his way. You know, um... I've been there, you know, and and there was times I was trying to figure everything out on my own. But I'm telling you, trying to figure things out on your own, it, it just leads you down a path of a false narrative, lies. It just leads you down a path that the enemy can control your mind. And so... It leads to nowhere. It leads you down a tunnel where you'll continue to be bitter. You'll continue to be angry. You'll continue to be spiteful. You'll continue to be unforgiving, hateful, any type of negative emotion you can name up in your head. And it just further disconnects you from God. Now, when I was thinking about this, um, you know, this scripture uh, it definitely relates to trust and I was thinking about an exercise and I'm not sure if you've ever done this exercise before but if you and you you do it often in like team building experiences and you know how much you trust your team and so I'm not sure if you've ever stood with a group of people around you in a circle and you are in the middle 
and your eyes are closed and you the goal is for you to fall let your body fall back and let someone catch you now before i would say the few seconds before uh, you allow your body to fall back into someone's arms. There's a there things your wheels are turning, right? There are things you're thinking about in your head, and so you're thinking, "Are they going to catch me? Uh, have they ever done this before? Am I too close or too far away? Am I going to hit somebody in the head? Um, am I going to fall to the ground and hurt myself? Am I going to bump my head? Are they going to miss me? Are two people going to try to catch me? And then I fall and hurt myself. You know, you got all these things going on in your head, even before you take that fall. And it's all about trust. You know, do you trust God's hands? I mean, do you trust hands down, hands down? Do you trust God to catch you? (laughs) I had to realize that there was a connection between me falling and humbling myself, humbling myself and surrendering. You know, God can't pick me up if I don't surrender first. If I don't surrender, he can't help me to stand and stand tall. How do you stand tall, lioness queens, through surrendering? You know, don't think that because now this is a big, big piece. I was thinking about um, sometimes people think that being humble and surrendering is a sign of weakness. And it's not. Because the word of God says, when I am my weakest, when you are in your weakest point, he gives you strength. He's given me strength. And God can give you strength. You know, if we think about what's going on in the world today with the coronavirus, many people are worried, nervous, anxious, unsettled. You know, how many people are dying? How many people are catching it? How many ventilators they don't have? How many test kits they don't have? We are thinking about all of these different things. And it all boils down to trust. It all boils down to my beloved who you are and whose you are. You got to know who you are. And you got to know whose you are. You got to know that God has you in the palm of his hand. And this is only a season. If you think about a tree, remember the tree can alert itself to know this is only a season. It's only four seasons in a year. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. And all of them ain't going to be good. A tree knows that. Why don't we, why don't we have, why don't we pay attention to that inner mechanism that lies within us? Did you know God gave you an inner mechanism? He gave you the Holy Spirit. God left the paraclete here on earth for us. John 14, 15 through 21 explains, I mean, it explains that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to help us during seasons in our lives. He lives on the inside of you and me, Lioness Queens. The coronavirus is only a season. Your separation and divorce is only a season. It's time to surrender. 
It's time to seek his face. It's time to draw your strength from the water, the living water. From who lives inside you. He is your source. God is your lifeline. It is all about trust. It is all about surrendering. If the trees can trust God, if the birds in the air can trust God to get food, we can trust God. But we have to surrender it all to him. Nobody else can do this for you, Linus Queens. Nobody did it for me. I had to trust that God would help me. And I'm so glad he did. But I had to fall back. I had to fall in his arms. And if I can do it, you can do it. Surrender into the master's arms, Linus Queens. I didn't mean to get emotional, but I just remember that space. But God is a restorer. Amen. I remember when I was waiting on God to move and waiting on God to make make a change, waiting on God to redirect the situation, take the pain away, you know. Writing in my journal, you know, I got journals of prayers that I wrote. And, you know, looking back, I realized and learned that God was just waiting on me to surrender and surrender my all to him. Just like he's waiting on you, Linus Queen. Waiting for you. Waiting for you just to ask him. To release everything totally over to him so he can bring something new in your life. We always, this is something, you know, I'm like, Lord, you're really funny, but it's so true. We always want something new, but we'll never want to lose something to get something new. Certainly trees lose leaves, even sometimes branches every year, but somehow, some way. God gives them new life. He gives them new leaves. He gives them new branches every year. And continues to allow the tree to grow better, greener, thicker, right? And this is what God wants to do in you and me. He wants us to step into the new Step into your new chapter. Step into your new story. Step into your new season. Step into the new life of greater, of better, of higher, where he's calling you. This is a critical time, Lioness Queens. You must surrender and allow the loss. You must surrender the loss. And put all of your trust and faith in the Lord and he will direct your path. Amen. Well, my time is gone. I so appreciate you listening today. Um, Remember, Lioness Queen, you deserve everything that God is trying to do in your life. But you must surrender and trust God. He has brought you this far and will not leave you now, you know. Um, I want to do something. Um, I want you to do something for me today. I have another little 
reflection exercise I want you to work on. Um, so what I want you to do is write down what does trust look like to you in relationships? And I know it's a really open-ended question, but you can um, you can write it down based on what did it look like or what did you want it to look like in your marriage, right? And then write down what does trust look like from God? And then to compare the two lists. And then reflect and analyze and try to really be honest if you are struggling with trust. If you are struggling with totally relying on the Lord to lead and guide you through this journey. Because it's a journey. It, it really is a journey. And there's some there's some valleys. There's some mountains. There's some plateaus. It literally is a journey. And I want you to ask the Lord. Seek his face and ask the Lord. How do you work through those? How do you work through your trust and trusting in him? Linus Queens Proverbs 3, 5 wants you to trust in him. But don't lean to your own understanding. Because we have a finite mind, but we think we're real smart, but we're not that smart, you know. He is an all-knowing God. And so if we let go of trying to figure everything out, trying to understand everything and just stand like a tree by the rivers of living water, we will bring fruit in our season. In this season in your life, you may not know what all all God is doing and you may not know where he's taking you, but he is taking you somewhere, Lioness Queens. Trust his plan, trust his way, because God wants to use you for even greater, for his kingdom. Amen. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's declare our weekly chant over our lives. Um, So I want you to repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free. Intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am... I am, I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Stay tuned for next week. Next Tuesday actually starts my first month of April. Um, And so I'm excited about our new theme. Our new theme for the month of April is not looking back with no regrets. Man, that's going to be a great month. I'm so excited about um, just talking about not looking back, not going back. And then also I'm excited that next week, um, actually, I will also have a guest speaker. Um, I will have two podcasts that will be launched next week. Um, But I have a guest speaker who is willing to talk about her journey 
um, from separations, from divorce to um, life after divorce. And so I'm so excited what God is doing in me and in you. We will be residue free. Amen. In 2020, that is what we're naming. That is what we're claiming. And I'm so excited for you and what God is going to do in you and through you for his glory. Have a blessed week, my lioness queens. Amen.